started looking at the wise man's ladder to the mountain top. And uh, my argument was that, and it's still the same argument, that people don't get to the top by chance. And that getting to the top is a strategic decision. And you need to take some strategic steps to be able to get to the top and to be able to become successful. And I have chosen that I want to show you how wise people get to the top. Success is not for idiots. It's for wise people. And any successful person you see, don't take away the person's mental capa capacity. You cannot outperform your mind. You are the exact reflection of your mind. Are you, are you here with me? Do you understand? Some people will say, I was very brilliant, but I was born in a village. Well, I can show you how many more brilliant people born in a village, but have become very successful. Very successful. Kwame Nkrumah was born in a village where there was no water or electricity, but managed to become the millennial man of Africa. Some people were born in cities where everything was available, but they died miserable. They died as miserable men and women, and nobody remembers them. Today, I want to continue from there, but let me quickly remind you of what we discussed last week. Last week, I showed you a ladder. So can we go to the next slide? I showed you this ladder, the wise man's um, ladder to the top. And I said there are nine steps. The nine steps, I have divided them into three groups. The first group are three, I call them the foundations of wisdom. That is information, interpretation, and ideas. The second group, wisdom in action, incubation, innovation, and invention. The third group is the power of wisdom, inspiration, influence, and immortality. Now, last week, discussing, discussing with you the foundations of wisdom, started talking to you about influence and the information and how important it is for you to have knowledge. That every, you, you were created for an assignment and every assignment requires a well-stocked library and your mind is the library for your assignment. So you need to acquire information, put it in your mind that can help you attain your vision and your dreams in life. I also concluded by telling you that you eventually become what you, you are allowed to occupy your mind. You don't go to school for four years to study accounting and become a lawyer. You will become an accountant. So while you are allowed to occupy your mind, you will eventually become. So whatever you set out to do, first you need to discover your assignment, why God created you, and you must seek knowledge. You must seek information about that thing to be able to become successful, to be able to achieve that assignment that God has given you on earth. You must live for an assignment. You must ensure that you pursue that assignment and you do it very, very well. 
I believe God created me to develop, to discover, develop, and deploy leaders from the church to the world. And win leaders from the world to the church. That is why the topics I choose to preach about is usually different from another pastor's topic. Because we have different missions and assignments. Are, are you here? So anytime I come here, I have that mission at the back of my mind. That is why I have a university that is focused on developing leaders. I'm leaving my assignment. But for me to be able to fulfill that assignment, I need to keep acquiring knowledge, information that relates to that assignment. Now, once you acquire information and you get knowledge, you move to the next level of the ladder, and that is interpretation. You see, the knowledge you put in your head affects the way you interpret things in life. Okay? I have always made a very simple uh, illustration. If I ask all of you what is the color of my trousers, you are going to say white. If I ask you why is it white, the chances are that you have no reason why it is white. The only reason you have is that you went to school and you were taught this is color white, color white, color white. Once that information is stored in your mind, once that information is stored in your mind, anytime your eye sees this color, your mind interprets that it is white. Your mind tells you that it is white. If I misinform you and tell you that what is generally accepted by everybody as being white, I call my children in our home and I say I'm doing homeschooling and I tell my children at home that this color is color black. What have I done? I have deformed their mind. So my children look at this and they say it is black. But the whole world will look at it and say it is white. My children can make arguments with their friends over this color because they got the wrong information. So your interpretation of things in life depends on the quality of the information that you have put in your mind. If your interpretations are right, we say you are a man or a woman of understanding. Understanding is two words put together. Under and stand. You understand. You understand. That is your foundation. Your foundation. That is why the Bible says that with wisdom, a man will build his house. With understanding, his foundations will be laid. Because understanding is what gives you foundation in life. It is what gives you strength. It is what gives you stability. It is what enables you to move with strength. Are you here with me? You understand what I'm teaching? Now, from interpretation, you go to the next one, which I shared yesterday, which is called ideas. Now, because you now have information which is now helping you to interpret things in life properly and rightly if the information in your head is the right form of information i told you information will either deform your mind or transform your mind if it is transforming your mind it enables you 
to solve problems. So your eye sees a problem, your mind gives it an interpretation, gives you an understanding of how to solve it. Your mind provides a solution as far as you have an information about it. So, I have an accounting problem, how to account for my money in my office. I get an accountant whose mind is informed rightly with accounting information. He sees my accounting problem and his mind provides a solution. That solution your mind provides is what we call ideas. Ideas. Now, last week, I was running late. So when I got to the turn of ideas, I rushed through it. And I want to quickly look at the picture of ideas. Keep this at the back of your mind. Don't forget that ideas are solutions to problems trapped in your mind. So there are problems that your eyes will see, your ears will hear, your body will fail, you will go through situations that are difficult, but as far as your mind has the right set of information, that mind can solve those problems. How quality the information in your mind is, determines how quality the solution you provide is. How big the information in your mind is, determines how big the problems you can solve. Are you here? Do you understand? Are you following what I'm teaching you? So, I came to look at, last week I came to look at, okay, before I even talk on uh, ideas, can we quickly go back to, to information and the picture of information? The picture of information, please. Let's quickly go back. Um, yeah, there's another picture of information. Uh, okay. No, the picture of interpretation, sorry. So let's quickly move to the picture of interpretation. So last week I explained this to you. Okay? I explained... You can hear me clearly, isn't it? Despite the rains. You can hear me. Fantastic. Now, now, last week I explained to you that for, I think last week I gave good interpretation of this. So you understood it. So there's no need for me to go over again because I want to move on to today's own. But let's go back to the I, I, um, ideas. Ideas. Okay. So let's say ideas are solutions. Now the reason why they say ideas rule the world is because the world is full of problems. And those who offer solutions become more powerful. One man of God, Mike Mother, at least he was the first person I heard him say, and I'm assuming that is his statement. He said money is, is an exchange for solving a problem. So we have an electrical issue here. I call, I call an electrician. He comes, solves the electrical problem, and I pay him for solving my problem. That electrician solves. And the, the more problems he solves, is also determined by the quality of the information he has. So he solves my problems, and I recommend him, I recommend him 
to another person that has a similar problem like mine because he solved my problem well. Very soon, that electrician that comes to solve this problem in Trotro or in a bus will come riding his own bicycle. And the next time I see him, he may be riding his motorcycle. And the next time I see him, he may be riding his own car. And the next time I see him, he actually has his own firm that is not only providing services, but also selling the products. That is how we go to the top. That is how we climb to the top. It's a gradual process that requires a lot of patience. You can't, you see, you can't, you can't rework what God has already worked. Are you here with me? You cannot work, work it. God's principles are God's principles. In creating the world, God taught us He taught us what we call priority and systems. God could have said, let everything I want appear. He has that ability. He has that capacity. He has that capability. But to teach us lessons that life must be built upon line upon line and precepts upon precepts and priorities and systematically and methodically he decided that he would create the sea before creating the fish he decided he would create the land before creating trees are you here imagine god creating the fish before the sea where would he have kept the fish but he made sure the sea was available before the fish. Some of you, your fish is dying in your hands because you were not patient enough to create the sea. You want, you want the end, but you do not want the means to the end. You do not want the pathway to the end. In fact, in two weeks' time, I'll be teaching you on vision. The wise man's, the wise man's pathway to the future. And I'll show you how to envision and create your own future and start working towards it. Are you here with me? Now, there are different types of ideas. I told you that Pharaoh was impressed with Joseph, not because Joseph interpreted his dreams, because people had already been interpreting that dream, just that this dream was a difficult one. So I can have an accountant in my office, but then there can be an accounting problem that may be difficult for him that I may have to bring an accounting, an accountant who is, or an accounting consulting firm to help us solve it, solve it. It does not make them better than my accountant, yet that this particular one beats all of us. So there was a dream that beat every interpreter in Pharaoh's kingdom. And Joseph came. And Joseph interpreted the dream. But when Joseph interpreted the dream, Pharaoh did not immediately give him a position. It was only when Pharaoh said, so what should we do? And Joseph provided an idea. Provided a solution. There's going to be seven years of famine and seven years of abundance. And the seven years of famine, we are Seven years of abundance, if we don't manage the abundance well and we enter into our season of famine, we will die like every other nation. We will be as if there hasn't been 
any years of abundance in our lives. Like some of us sitting here. Five years ago, ten years ago, we were in a season of abundance. We never thought about the season of famine waiting for us. We chopped our money with both left and right hands. As if that is the end of the world. There are even some of you who are doing the same thing. Every money you get, you chop it. Your money are in your manholes in your house. No investment. You see, investment is paying the bills for the future. When you invest your money, you have paid, you have paid a bill for the future. So Joseph came in and gave them a very important 14-year economic plan. That if we do this, and we do this, and we do this, and we do this, we will become such a powerful nation in the seven years of farming. So they developed a 14-year plan based on this idea. It was that idea that Joseph gave that Pharaoh said, if you have given this idea, who is more wiser than you? Who is wiser than you? Who is more discerning than you to handle your own idea? That was when he, a position was created for him. There was no position like vice president, vice king in Egypt. It was created for him by force. And he used his idea to actually create wealth. Are you here with me? So every pharaoh wants men with ideas. So Joseph rose to the top because of his capacity to bring, not only to interpret dreams, but also to bring ideas to Pharaoh. Now, last week, I ended here. Here are about five types of ideas. One is creative ideas. Creative ideas. Now, these are original ideas developed to solve a problem in a certain environment. Something that had not existed before. Now, when we say something that has not existed before, we don't mean that it has not existed in one shape or the other, because there is nothing new under the sun. Just that you have created it to look different and to provide a different solution. So, there are different universities, but Accra Business School is a creative idea because we provide a certain kind of solution that most universities are not providing. You see, COVID, COVID is calling, is challenging the creativity of people. It's challenging the creativity of people. Momo, which has now become the biggest financial transaction um, channel, was somebody's idea. It's called creativity. And do you know how much that person will be making? Facebook is somebody's creative idea. And now the founder of Facebook can be sleeping and money will just be dropping into his account. Just like that. All Facebook does is to sell data. So because you are on Facebook and you are putting your data, Facebook tells me that if I want to sell my MBA, I should let him know, select um, age group and I will select Basically, people who do MBA are 25 and above. So, I will select between 25 and 55. 
and then will tell me what country I select the number of countries and Facebook will say, oh, what interest do the people you want to reach? What kind of interest? Business, entrepreneurship, um, education, etc., etc. I put it there. Now, once I give that information to Facebook, Facebook will harvest that data and will collect money from me and will send. You'll be there. How many of you have seen an Accra Business School advert on Facebook? Yeah, yeah. You will just be there. Accra Business School will appear to you. Hey, where is this coming from? When you were filling your um, membership of Facebook, you're registering, you gave them a certain information. They are taking your data. They are selling it. Now, the most expensive commodity in life today, apart from information, is data collection. It's data sales. One man is now the youngest billionaire. He's counted among the richest people in this world. An idea, creative idea, creative idea. There's what we call strategic ideas. That is, you see, you should be able to predict your future and know the problems that will exist in the future. You know that as I talk to you right now, there may be some boys in their father's garage or backyard. Yeah, like the way the founder of Facebook and his friends in a hall of residence at Harvard were discussing Facebook and we're planning that there, there should be a platform where people can connect to people and get to know people and can look for their old friends and can do this. And they were planning. As I'm speaking to you right now, there might be some boy somewhere as a result of COVID and the way it disorganized the whole world system. They are developing a problem. They are developing a solution to a problem they are predicting will happen in the next five years. In fact, before the COVID pandemic, there were already research going on because coronavirus had been with us for years. But this kind, this type, the variant that came and was killing, people could pre predict that a certain type may come that will kill us. So they started doing research about it before it happened. And for most of you who don't think strategically, when you saw it, you said, oh, it's Illuminati. They prophesied it. They knew it was going to come. It's sometimes it is common sense, even if we're a mother or a father, or <laughs> it is common sense for you to look at your child and predict the future of that child and start planning for that child and developing ideas for that child. This is my child. The way she talks and the way she acts and the way she does things, she might be this. Like I believe that my daughter, Mami Sewa, will be a communicator. She speaks very well. But instead of her going straight to do communication, I said every communicator needs a content. Communication is a soft skill. It's not a technical skill. So the, even the best journalists in this country didn't go to GIJ to study communication, that Ghana Institute of Journalism, to study communication. Some of the best journalists in the world never studied communication. But the, that soft skill to communicate is there. What you need is content. So I called there, I sat there down. I said, if you want to be a communicator, no problem. If you want to go on TV to host pro programs and whatever you want to do. But you see, where the world is going, where the world is going, if you watch CNN, if you watch CNN, if they call a journalist to come and discuss football, 
that journalist has content, football content, has an understanding of what football is. In fact, in most cases, it is, it is former players of football or former coaches of football who come to sit down there to analyze. Here in Ghana, oh, people who have not played football before. In fact, when you're when you listening to commentary when people are playing football, you will think, ah, one time, eh, I said, okay, I will watch the football silently on TV and listen to radio commentary. Somebody is holding the football in the center. Then the commentator is shouting in Akan language. Hey! I'm on for I'm on Jiboro. I'm on the go. Gana for a way. Hey, Eradie. yo. I can't see no more. And the person is at the center of this thing. If we're listening to it on the radio, you would think that the ball is already in the net. But the person is at the center of If you see a journalist discussing international diplomacy, he's learned it. He's learned, he's qualified as, as, as an international diplomacy journalist. You, you, you get what I mean? So, so strategically, you can tell the future of your children and provide solutions before they even grow. You get it? That's what we call strategic ideas. You look at the world, you look at your world now. And you are thinking that the next, the next five years, the next 10 years, the next 15 years, the next 20 years. I'm thinking, I set up Accra Business School, the most powerful business school across West Africa now, apart from the traditional universities, is Lagos Business School. I'm thinking that one day, Lagos Business School may walk to Accra and set up a campus here and start competing with me. Be that, to make sure I can beat that competition, I'm already planning where Accra Business School should be in the next five years. So that whoever works in here, and I'm thinking, there'll be some people who will come to this country with big money, and instead of setting up Accra Business School, they'll set up Business School Accra. Yeah, 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 yeah. Business School Accra. And build better buildings than mine. So I'm already predicting my future and predicting my competitors. And I'm already acquiring properties and buying lands and putting them down and planning how I'm going to develop and expanding my scope of programs I'm going to run in anticipation of my competitors. Are you here? For those of you young ladies here who are married, Predict your future. Predict that it will not be long. You'll be 50. You'll be 55. And for the men, for the, you, when you are 50, 55 years ago, you start experiencing your menopause, your, your lipido, your lipido comes down, the women, the women, your lipido comes down, and uh, you don't love sex. But for men, even 100 years, they love sex. You, 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 so, and the young girls, if we see the emergence of these new girls who are coming, who can buy beauty, you should know that the next 10 years, there's going to be competition for your husband. Start preparing for that competition now. Start walking at least, at least four kilometers a day. Now, start it now. Start walking, start building your body. So that by the time you are 
50, 55, you feel 40. A strategic idea. Okay, so let me, I'm, I'm going to go to what I'm going to teach today. It's also very complex. And then competitive ideas. Okay, so I've shown you one competitive ideas. See, listen, it's an idea you generate in response, in response to your competitor's ideas. Okay? Right now, see even churches. The way we have moved here and we have bought tent, we are using this tent for meeting. It won't be long. You see, churches are buying similar t- tents and moving to the roadside instead of staying in the communities. Yeah, because they have to compete with me. It's called competitive ideas. When I think when Game came to Ghana, Game the shop, when they came to Ghana, and they wrote, um, okay, Mecom went to put a billboard. No, Game became the Mecom's main competitor. So Mecom went to put a billboard in front of Game. And said, at Mercom, we don't play games. You, you get it? If I were on the, a branding team of, of game, we'll also look for a place where Mercom is. Look for a space there, buy it, erect a billboard, and say, where they don't play games, they play tricks. You get it? In response to this thing. But sometimes, you, you develop ideas in response to your competitors' ideas. One woman went to the pastor crying that the husband has found a new girl. And that what is even worrying to her is that the girl has been putting babe. I mean, when that man goes to the house to eat, I don't know how she managed to see that. The girl puts, you know, um, napping around the man when the man is eating. So the pastor says, so why are you here crying? You to go and put babe on your husband's neck. You guys should hang the man. <laughs> If that's what he's looking for. Okay. And then we have what we call complementary ideas. In Adabraka, when I was growing up, they used to do this a lot. Complementary ideas. Some ideas do not, cannot function on their own. So one woman is selling kinky. Another woman comes and says, this your kinky needs fish. Selling the kinky alone, people will not buy it. So let me fry fish and put it beside you. And fish alone, you cannot just eat fried fish. You also need kinky. They see two women, they are combined, complementary ideas. My idea allows your ideas to be sold. You, you, you get it? My ideas allow your ideas to be sold. I guess that they are, they are Microsoft window um, suits that other producers of laptops had to, had to get into an agreement with Microsoft. Am I right? Yeah, so that when you go and buy Hewlett Packard, Hewlett Packard, or what other computer? We buy Dell. You, you, you have to, Dell has to sign an agreement with Microsoft so that it, it, it is done in a way that when you buy Dell, you will go and buy Microsoft and put it on your Dell so that it can function. They are called complementary ideas. Sometimes you see somebody's single idea struggling. And another person's single idea is struggling. But because we don't understand the scripture that says that two are better than one because they have good return for their labor. Want to, want to be alone? No, 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 no. Be there. Me too. Let me be here. I don't, I don't want any partnership. Go far away from me. And the two of you are struggling. 
Today, even big companies are merging. El Tigo is an example in Ghana. They have merged. But I want to look for another company where they put two big names together. Came huge companies. And they are now making profits. And then, and then God giving ideas. I get my ideas a lot. From here, when I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm waiting upon the Lord, God gives me ideas. But whilst I'm, whilst I'm praying, I'm writing. By the time I enter into 30 minutes of my prayer, I'm, I'm, heaven has already opened a communication with me, and heaven, heaven is talking to me. Amen. Good. So that's the conclusion of last week's session. Now let's move to today's session. I'll try to make it snappy, but we move on. Clap for Jesus for the completion of last week's session. Okay. So are, are, we, are we developing? Are we climbing the steps? Are we climbing the steps? So you see how it's going. You gather information, and then the information makes you a solution provider, and that solution manifests itself in the form of ideas. Now people begin to buy your ideas, and you begin to become rich. Okay? That is what we do at Accra Business School. I called my staff. I said, what we do is that we manufacture knowledge and we sell. So let's continue to manufacture knowledge and sell. So people, every, anybody you see coming to Accra Business School is coming to buy our ideas. We sell ideas. Okay? Good. Now, they trade. The wise man's ladder to the top. We are looking, now looking. Let's, let's go to the next slide, please. We are now looking at the second set of, of um, wisdom things that will take us to the top. And we call them wisdom in action. The first one we are looking at is incubation. Incubation. Can we go to the next slide? Incubation. Incubation. I'm very sure that incubation is something that um, it should be something that you guys are very familiar with. Your, your, now, now they don't do it, but when we're growing up, the fowls in the house, hen will lay eggs, then they will incubate the egg, stay on the egg over a period of time, and after that, it's hatched, then the chicks are out, then we are ready, and we celebrate them, and as it. Go to the next slide, please. So I want to show you something. Now, the, under the incubation, there's a law called the law of achievement. The law of achievement. The law of achievement states that what you cannot grow, what you cannot grow, it should be what you cannot grow, cannot glow. What you cannot grow, cannot glow. Are you here? What you cannot grow, cannot do what? Cannot glow. Because the glory of everything is in its growth. Okay? The glory of Pleasant Place Church in the next 10 years will, will depend on its growth. The glory of ICGC now, after 38, 37 years, is how they started in the Kanda cluster of schools, and now they have become a global church of thousands of branches. The glory of Lighthouse is how they started in medical school, Kolebu, and moved to Kolebono, where they were fought. Bishop that was nearly killed at Kolegono. But now look at them. They have over 4,000 churches globally. 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 The glory of the Church of Pentecost is the same. Thousands of churches around the world. The glory of action is how an unschooled 
young man came from Bible school and was looking for a church to employ him, and no church wanted to employ him, so started something small in his father's house. Today is a global phenomenon around the world. Do you understand? Your real glory will come when you are able to start a small business on a tabletop. A small business selling watches, selling watches on a tabletop, and then it transforms into a big restaurant where presidents come to eat. That is where your glory is. Your glory is in your ability to grow from nowhere to somewhere. The glory of anything is, is that thing's capacity to develop itself from obscurity into prominence. No matter how long it takes, no matter how long it takes, you must have a vision, have a dream that you want to grow yourself from obscurity into prominence. And you must have a plan, and the plan I've already taught you, that it begins with gathering information about your assignment, what you want to become. And after the information, you go where? You should be able to interpret events happening around you. But your eyes, you must have a clear understanding. And then from where, where do you go? You must develop ideas. Now, once you start developing the ideas, ideas are like babies. When you conceive them in the womb, they grow. And eventually, you give birth to them. Mommy and I have had a few miscarriages. And I know how painful it is for women when they carry babies and the babies never get to term. Because already when you are told at the first time you go to hospital and you are told you are, you are pregnant, the excitement, the happiness, even when the baby has not started moving, you still feel there's something precious growing in the inside of you. Your walking changes, your everything changes. And you start walking in a way, you start, you know, flexing in a way. And then that thing in you begins to grow and suddenly you go to hospital and they do a scan and you feel, you hear the, the breathing of the baby. Cuckoo, cuckoo, and the thing is moving. I remember when, the first time I saw Kevin's own. Wow! Looking at the thing like, the doctor said, it's okay. I said, Doc, so where is the head? Where is the... Oh, he said, it's not for me. It's not for him. By the time you come, you guys come in the next few weeks. And every few weeks we go, there's a development or something. Ah, so something left me into mommy. And that thing is growing. And I'm going to own a human being. And you, and you look forward to it. And you look forward to it. And you are always looking forward to it. You see, and it goes through. Everything is a process. I, I am, that one time when mommy and I, we are quietly thinking about our children, I said, I'm looking forward. Tetebia is our last born. I'm looking forward to walking Tetebia through the aisle because when I do my Mr. West own and I, um, Kevin and I now will take money from me to go and marry someone. By the girls, I'll be collecting money. So, and so, so I'll do, then TBI will be the last one I'll walk through the eye, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm imagining it. It's like everything starts from an embryonic stage and grows like a sea stage into a forest stage. Very soon, at one point, I will have grandchildren, and I'll live long. So I'll see my great-grandchildren, you know, and other things, and I see them around, and you will see one day, I call all of them, and they come to my house, an old man, and there are about 100 people in my house. And all of them are carrying my DNA. 
pass on from one to the other, pass on from one to the other. The way God arranged things, eh? the way God arranged you to progressively progress is amazing. God, everything God created, you can clap if you want to. Now, everything God created moves forward. Bears fly forward. Dogs run forward. Even monkeys who can move around and turn 360, they mostly jump forward. <laughs> I, I, and men began to copy from God. So we built cars. The cars move forward. Moby has been driving for so many years. She still has a problem reversing. When she gets, goes to a place where they are not there, Cosmo, please, you know how to drive. Can you reverse my car for me? Say, so, my dear, one day, eh, <laughs> you'll meet a madman who is nicely dressed and ask him to reverse your car for you. You see where the car will go. <laughs> but she tells me, well, if I don't know how to reverse, what is your problem? But everything God created is supposed to move forward. So forward ever. Okay? But that's the way the world was designed. That is the way creation was designed to move forward. So incubation is the timely and thoughtful steps towards an attainment, towards achieving something. So you, you timely and thoughtfully work towards something with patience. Now I'll show you right now. Now, it requires providence, process, procedure, and patience leading to a certain product. So let me show you how the whole process of incubation takes place. Before we go to the diet, look at this. It takes nine months for humans to have healthy babies. It's nine months. The fact that the baby in you is yours does not mean that you can say that after three months, I want to see my baby. So I'm going to push the baby out. Yeah! Push! Push! The baby is not going to come because by providence, by divine arrangement, that baby is supposed to stay in the womb for nine months. I know, I know some of you say, oh, no, no, I have my baby at six months. I have my baby at six months. We are talking about isolated cases where God will have mercy on you. The baby will survive. Even that one, they have to put that baby in an incubator so that the baby, instead of growing in your womb, now grows in a machine. Because if it's on the ninth month and the baby comes, the baby's lungs and the baby's um, the baby's lungs and other things and organs cannot withstand the harshness of the environment. You understand? You know why all of you have covered your nose? Because there is a coronavirus that will create pneumonia, that will create shortness of breath and can kill you. When you give birth earlier to a baby at six months, five months, the baby's lungs is like the, what, what the environment does to the baby's lungs is what coronavirus will do to your lungs. Are, are you here? So God progressively keeps the baby there. You know that elephant, 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 645 days, almost two years. When an elephant gets pregnant, so if you want to have an elephant farming, you should be ready that every two years you have one elephant. And they don't give it to two. One. Uh, have you ever seen an elephant giving birth to two before? I don't know. Have you heard about it? I may be wrong. 
Yeah, yeah, somebody wanted me to go into it. Let's go to the next one. Now, it takes the cow between 279 to 292 days to have their babies. They also usually give birth to one. Yeah, somebody wanted me to go to uh, that business. They mean, I don't have the patience of waiting for one cow to give birth to one baby. Almost <laughs> every year, every year I get one baby. Every year I get one. Then I have to train the baby out to grow up. Then I go and sell it for 3500 of. How much is cow now? 3500 So in a year, after sweating everything. But it's a good business for some people. But me, I'm collecting school fees every month. That is a business I want to do. Every month I'm seeing school fees. So even me, I don't want my school, my, my, I encourage most of the students to spread their school fees on a monthly basis. I want to budget every month. I know why it's coming, what is coming. But when you see plenty of money, sometimes you can become a fool. You can just go and use it for anything. So I say, you know, spread the money. You spread the money for me. Then I put a little interest on it. Then you spread it. And most people, so those who are paying monthly, pay a little bit more. You get it? So I'm not interested in cow business. It would take me a long time. But somebody brought that idea to me. I said, okay, uh, fine, you go and do it. When you, <laughs> when you prosper, bring me tight. <laughs> <laughs> this one I can't do it but, but you see that's the way this is where we call providence God has put some things in place that man cannot change it and then oh no don't go and then it takes a dog between 58 to 70 days to have their babies Festus came to tell me I have two Caucasian serpents expensive keeping them so Shep, uh, Festus came and said oh daddy let's get a female when the female starts delivering we start making money so that we use their baby's money to buy their food and it made a business sense to me so we added one which increased my cost now when the dog is on heat the other business are too big to climb the dog so the dog has been on heat several times and they are not crossing we brought somebody to come and help us cross the person said no, your dogs are too wild I don't know how to do it the person left us so now I'm running in areas. <laughs> but I'm waiting. One day when they cross, I'm having dog babies. Me, myself, I'll go and sell it because I spend a lot of money. You see me? You see me carrying? Yes, dog. Yes, dog. <laughs> yes, dog. Dog, 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 dog. <laughs> but at least that uh, 58 to 70 days, that was good because I did my calculation that this dog will be pregnant, rough, rough, rough. When you say we are not saying we are not saying we are not saying we are not saying we are not the dog is there, how to cross has become a problem. So if you are a dog breeder here and you know how to cross, please, I'm pleading with you. Come and cross for your daddy. I'm already in debt, so when you cross, I won't pay you, please. <laughs> okay, so, so now this brings us to the incubation um, diagram, which I want you to follow. Now, let's all, so I've told you that this, I'll put it on the platform. The last one I put on the platform. So, don't try to draw the whole thing or you miss. Don't follow the letter. Follow the spirit. Now, so, um, look at this. James chapter 5, verse 7. Be patient. Then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming, see how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. I love the patience of farmers. I love the patience of farming. Everything that has a life in it takes time to grow. If you go and plant, 
an olive tree, expect it to grow between, to start bearing fruit after seven years. Some of them even take 35 years to start bearing fruit. But they can bear fruit for a long time. Some of you have been involved in oil palm plantation. You plant um, um, palm kernel. How long does it take to start harvesting? It's like three years, isn't it? Or more. And you'll be around, hanging around, waiting for it. When your children are out of school, you say, wait three years, I'll pay your fees. Don't worry. Can you go to see headmaster? In three years' time, I'll be rich. Take your time. So you have the patience to wait for it. And it is, it is providence. That's why I begin by talking about providence. It is God. There are some things you can't change it. The fact that you have a corn in your hands. And you, you cannot just stand there and say, corn, whilst you are in my hands, turn into, into a farm. Turn into several corn. Like I have it immediately. If you see anybody doing that, it is not a miracle. It is magic. It is magic. Those of you who pastors are telling you, they can double your money for you. They can multiply your money for you. You will see strange money in your accounts. Are all magic. Because in God's principles of prosperity, strange money is not part of it. It's not part of the equation. It's not inside. Strange money is not inside. Are you, are you here? Good. So, so, you have to first and foremost understand that God is the originator of everything. And the assignment you have, God is in charge of the assignment. And you must now humble yourself and allow God to take you through the steps. So here is the incubation process. First, providence. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean on, on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him. And he will make your path straight. That is why your daily prayer is important. If you are climbing the wisdom ladder. And you get to the incubation period. Where you have gotten an idea. That idea may take a year or two or three or four years to happen but follow the ladder follow it be patient understand the kind of idea that you have when i started the african center for leadership and human resource development i knew that i wanted to have an university but i started with the training organization and gave myself seven years seven years to have a university and i waited for that seven years for that dream to come to pass because I had an understanding. I communicated with God. And God told me, I gave you this idea. This idea has a maturity date of seven years. So be patient. And that was where I developed my seven-year poverty exit plan. And worked hard towards exiting poverty. And I did. And in fact, like the way I'm teaching you, when I came to teach on those principles, I told the people I was teaching that, hey, this thing I am teaching, I'm going to teach you, is going to make me prosperous. So I also want you to follow it. And that's why I'm teaching you. I practice what I teach. In fact, I practice before I teach it. So all these things I'm teaching you are things I have practiced. That's why I have a lot of examples, personal examples in them. I gave all these examples to them. Some of them took it. Some of them did not take it. And in fact, this series I'm running, by the time I finish, 
Even before, I've already started having testimonies of people who have gotten ideas from what I'm doing, people who are motivated and they want to go on and start implementing some things. As I'm speaking to you now, some of you are going back to some things that occurred to you some time ago and you want to go back and start doing something with it. Now, what that this means is that we, as a church, God wants us to move us to the top of a ladder. Okay? So God will give his servant a message. I'm prophesying the future through this message. That God wants to lift everybody from obscurity to prominence. And God is giving us the keys on how we can get there. And you must take this thing seriously. So that when I am lifted up again to the next level of my uprising, of my upliftment, you don't become jealous. You don't have a sense of entitlement. We were with him or we started with him. We started with him. Now that he's at the top there, he's not even minding us. <laughs> so, so follow this. First, acknowledge God. Whatever idea you have, it can only be made possible by divine principles. You can't aspace God. You can't outwit God. It must be biblically based. If we're Christian, look for the biblical principles you can use. Pray fast over it. Because the God factor, you cannot change it. You did not choose that you want to become a woman. God made you a woman. All those who are trying to change their sex, it's transgender. I feel I am a, I am a, I am a woman in a man's body. Very soon, we will start telling them. Somebody will just get up and say, Well, trans citizen, I feel I am an American in an African body. What will you do? Now, there are people who are saying that they feel they are children in adult body. So they want to start to be treated like children. Mommy, a 50 year old man, mommy. God was intentional about making you a, a man or a woman. God was intentional about making you short or tall. God was intentional about making you fat or slim. But some of the fatness too, you made it yourself. You eat late, you, I mean, it's crazy. And some people are naturally big. Okay? God was intentional about making you a Ghanaian or a Nigerian or a Liberian. Whoever you are, God was intentional. You did not choose them. God chose your parents for you. It's a clear indication of the importance of the God factor. And therefore, whatever you do, acknowledge Him. Lean on, on your own understanding. Because you yourself, you don't understand yourself. You know how your eye functions. Do you know why your heart has been functioning the last 30 years you were born? Do you know how it functions? Do you know how the blood is pumped here and there? Even the doctors themselves, sometimes they miss it. They think they know, but then they, as they catch human beings, they see more things they don't even know. They haven't even noticed. All these ninja face masks we all have, because the doctors don't know what to do. So whilst they are thinking about what to do, people wear this one, wear this thing, wear this thing. Just wear there and wait for us. It's just how powerful God is. Now, the next level... After you have a God-given idea, the next level is the process. Going through the process. This is where many people miss it. This is where many people miss it. Now, Ecclesiastes 5, 
the verses 6, verses 8, the verses 6 and 5. Whoever obeys his command will come to no harm. Whoever obeys his command will come to no harm. And the wise heart, listen, the wise heart will know the proper time. Now, process is the proper time, what I call proper time. Will know the proper time and procedure. For there is a proper time and a procedure for every matter. For every matter. Proper time and a procedure. So, so when you get pregnant, the first three months, there is a, is a time for something. The next three months, there is time for something. Then the last three months, there is time for something. In the developmental stage of that baby in the womb. That's called process. Process. Process is following due the proper timings of God. The proper timings of God. And sometimes this thing, eh, it can take a long time. David was anointed king. It took him, it took him 13 years for that anointing to manifest. Do you receive anointing? I just came here last Sunday and prayed for you. And by the next Sunday, if nothing happens, you get discouraged. <laughs> this time, this process, Abraham was promised a baby at the age of 75. It manifested the baby, the prophecy became fulfilled at the age when he was 100. 25 years after. 25 years after. Did God speak too early? No. God spoke on time. But Abraham had to go through a certain process. He must first leave his father's house. He must first go and pitch his tent somewhere. He must build a certain number of altars. He must, you see, God arranged everything systematically. At one point, if it was left to be Sarah alone, they would have missed it. But the God question is, and we come there to look at, when God asks Abraham, why is your wife laughing? Why are you laughing at God? <laughs> why do you think that this thing they are saying will not happen? And the process is not an easy thing. Mommy and I are still going through process. But our earlier process stage was not an easy thing. Was not an easy thing. Not easy at all. But we had what we call long suffering. Our ability, our capacity to long suffer and to go through the process. I mean, David was anointed to become a king. And then suddenly, suddenly, the person he was to replace became his number one enemy and started pursuing him. And started saying, listen, keep this at the back of your mind. Keep this and never forget this. That if you acknowledge God and you know you are on the path of God, everything about you, every circumstance in your life has a divine reason. Don't overlook it. It may be painful, but it has a divine reason. It may be harassing, but it has a divine reason. Are, are you here with me? That's a divine reason. It is during your process. You see, it is during Abraham's process that Lot could not stand. And that was the downfall of Lot. <laughs> are you here? And the process is not a pleasant thing. And everything, everything God has told you, every prophecy you have received, 
you will go through a process. There will be a season of incubation. There will be a season of incubation. The coronavirus, before it starts showing, starts getting you sick, you had incubated it like three days, comes into your body, and you are fine, you are going up and down. By the time you start falling sick, it has already started incubating. It has already incubated. You understand what I'm talking about? This, the, 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 the process time, a difficult period. And every successful man you see has been through a process. And so sometimes when you are going through your process, they don't sympathize with you and they don't pity you because they know that that is where you must pass. Christianity is not only a call to stardom. It's also a call to sacrificial living. It's not a call before you can hit the mountain top, you should have passed through the valley. My hometown is on the mountain top. Before you get there, you go through a valley and you climb and you climb and you climb and sometimes it's a bit scary. Mommy's, the route to mommy's place, we are all from the same area, but there are two routes. The route to mommy's place is even scarier. Even scarier. You bend the castle, you go around like this, you go around like this. The way to the mountain top is through a valley. Some valley. But if you survive the value of the shadow of death, yea, though I walk through, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You see, but the Lord is with me. Who walked through it? I. I walked through it. I walked through it. Because the Lord is with me. The fact that the Lord is with you does not mean that you will not go through trials. And the fact that the Lord is with you does not mean that you must, does not mean that you have to just relax. It means you, you must do something. Yet though I walk through the value of the shadow of death, because the Lord is with me. I walk through. Sometimes our focus on survival in the valley is the Lord being with us. But what about the eye? The walking. The eye. The walking. So if you are going through the valley, if you are going through the valley, and you relax, and you become bitter, and you are talking against people, some of you, when you are going through your process, you become so bitter and start blaming people. And start fighting people. Even people who didn't cause your process and your pain, they become your enemies. It is very easy to look for people to blame for the problems you are going through. But wise people don't. Process. Now, procedure, the same scripture. Whoever obeys his command will come to no harm. And the wise in heart know that there is the proper time and process. And I'm saying, and, and procedure. Process is the proper time. Procedure is the manner in which you behave during the time of your process. David, David, during the time of his process, when he was going through the process, he had an occasion that he could kill Saul. To become the king. To become the king with ease. Kill him now and become a king. But David knew that there is a procedure in becoming the king. You don't kill to become a king. You are anointed to become a king. If the anointing cannot put me on the throne, I will not let a sword put me on the throne. Huh? There are some of you, you want, you, want, you want a sword to put you on the throne. 
petty stealing, petty, petty undermining in your office, petty sabotaging, petty gossiping, petty this, petty that, to win promotion. There's not, there is a procedure in which God leads you when you are going through your process. David should have killed uh, Saul to become a king as a procedure. He did not kill Saul, but he eventually became a king. Do you know how Saul died? Saul fell on his own sword. Why, why should David kill Saul with his sword when God had ordained that Saul would die on his own sword? Saul was begging some, his own armor bearer to kill him. His armor bearer said, I can't kill you. And Saul died on his sword. And his armor bearer was happy that Saul was now dead. So he went to tell David, do you know that the man pursuing you is dead? Do you know that that armor bearer who went to tell David, David killed that armor bearer? That how can you bring me this sad use in happiness? And this is a man who has pursued David. You see, people like David, people that know God and know God very, very, very well, even the man who pursued him in his process did not become his enemy. Because he knew what God was doing. He knew that God was using the man to get him into the will of God. He did not become his enemy. He did not become his enemy. When you are going through something, you must understand. Even after Saul had died, it took seven years for David to become the king of all the kingdoms. It took seven years for the people themselves to go and ask David, David, come and become our king. He didn't go and show up and say, I'm next in line. Process. And the wise know that. Having fought for any position, having fought for anything. I've told you people sometimes, I tell you, I'll be this, I'll become this, and I'll become this. And you see me relax about it. Because I know that this is a process. It's a process towards where I'm going. And I know I'm following divine timing. And I know God's timing. And I follow that, that God's timing. I know it. And that's why you must know. If you don't know these things, eh, struggle in the valley forever. You will find yourself in the valley. And instead of looking unto God and walking through it, you will sit down there and blame people and insult people. People who have even been a blessing to you become your enemies. All of us went through process. Oh. So don't think that don't think that you can ride on somebody's wing to get out of the valley. You must walk through the valley of the shadow of death yourself. Okay? There must be procedures. Then, then a product. So don't forget these four P's. Providence, process, procedure, product. You must do God's things God's ways. Get where you have gotten to. And that's what brings you progress. Are you here with me? Have you followed me? Have you followed what I'm teaching you? Take this very seriously. This is, take it as your roadmap to progress. The roadmap to progress. The roadmap to progress. Maybe I may come back one day and do it and give you a number of years. Give you the number of years you must wait upon the Lord. You must wait and wait upon the Lord. 
and how patiently you must learn how to wait upon the Lord. And I will show you how to survive the process when you find yourself in the valley. You know why Joseph did not sleep with Potiphar's wife? Apart from fearing God, he said, my boss had made me the head of all these things. He was, even though he was a slave, he was appreciative of the man's contribution to his life. Some of you, when you are going through your process, you forget the people that God placed in your life and made contributions to you. It is those people who become your enemies. I have seen people I have done good to turn around to stab me and I become their enemies. Joseph, Joseph could have slept with his boss' wife for buying him as a slave. But he said, hey, no. My boss has put every, me in charge of everything. In the midst of his process, he has respect, he has, he has appreciation for the people that made little contributions to his life. He was not interested. You see, there are some people, eh? They will never be, they will never be satisfied with the title of a prince until they become a king. I'm telling you. Joseph knew he was on the process. I, I am not Potiphar. I am Joseph. I may be in charge of his house, but I am not Potiphar. I am Joseph. I cannot eat what Potiphar eats. I cannot sleep with a woman Potiphar sleeps with. I know my level, and I know your, your, his level. He may, he may have promoted me, but I know who he is. In your process, you must understand these things. So, when you are going through process, you must understand the people God has placed over you. Hmm. Okay, let me move on. The next one is innovation. Innovation. But please look at this. Now, if you allow your environment to determine everything for you, you will go everywhere but end up nowhere. I'm going to say some, some serious things to you. But if you determine everything for your environment, you will, go every, you will go everywhere from nowhere. Mommy and I have gone everywhere from nowhere. But we did not allow our environment to dictate to us. We took charge of our environment and dictated to our environment. So, so what is the environment? Quickly, go to the next slide. Let me show you. What is the environment? So let's say this is you. I don't know why courage likes using white people. We are all blacks here. So if I put this one there, it looks like you don't connect to it. You have painted his face black. Like it becomes you. But you imagine this is you. And this is your environment. The people around you, the problems around you, the principles around you, the prejudices around you, the possibilities around you, the precedents around you, and the policies around you. Now these are things that can make you or make you. All of us, we find ourselves in an environment. Everybody, we are all in an environment. Let me show you something very important. Please give me some few minutes to show you this. I want to be able to finish this series in three sessions. So forgive me if I go beyond the 8 o'clock closing. But this is something you must learn. This is something you must write down. This is something, okay, I'll send it to you. So don't write it down. Look at this. Please. In every environment you find yourself in, see people. They take you to a village, people will be there. If, they, if we leave, this church and you go to another church you'll find people if we say people are offending you and people are saying things and people are gossiping and you live here 
you leave this church and go to another church, you will find people who also gossip, who also offend, who also do things. You will go and find them. People are everywhere. We are 7 billion. If you can't deal with one, then die. Because we are 7 billion. <laughs> we are 7 billion. And you will find all manner of people. You will find betrayers. You, uh, you will find gossips. You will find bad people. And you will find good people. You will find destiny destroyers. And you will find destiny helpers. You have to determine how you relate. You see, you cannot stop the people that come to you. But you can determine what you are, who you accept. Two are better than one. If that two is not making you better but bitter, get out. But be careful. In your building, I've said to you that the people around you must not only be for social cohesion. You must also be social capital. If you are better than all your friends, you are a failure. You have a sense of, of inferiority complex. That's why you can't mingle with people who are better than you. That's why you can't accept to associate with people you can learn from. Are you here? That's why you can't even acknowledge people who have helped you. It's a sense of inferiority complex. Not to be able to praise people who have helped you. Not to be able to stand in the open. I stand here, I talk about all the fathers who have made impact into my life. And church members who are making contribution to this ministry. I stand here and I mention people's name. You know why? Because I am not afraid to praise people who do better things than myself. When somebody is better than me, I acknowledge it and learn from the person. All my friends are older than me. And all my friends are doing better than me. <laughs> so be careful the people who surround you and advise you and the people you talk to. Now, it is for you to determine, not for anybody to determine for you who you should choose and relate with. The worst thing that will ever happen to you is for Listen, Elisha knew what he was looking for from Elijah. But in their journey, who called him? Do you know your boss has kept a secret from you? You know that today, today that you are working with your boss, that you are working, you are serving him, the man will be, wrapped, will be taken away from you today. Said, I don't know anything, I haven't heard anything. See no evil, hear no evil, say no evil. Because what he was looking for was bigger than the man saying bye-bye to him. Do you know that this man you have been working with, he has this thing, oh, he didn't tell me, he didn't tell me. As if the person owes you explanation for every action he takes. Let me tell you this. Never work with people with a certain sense of entitlement. It makes you a burden. Because you are my husband, you must, you must take care of me. You see, husbands must play a responsibility. But they, you must not have the mindset of a husband must take care of me. So I'm not going to work. You must take care of me, feed me, clothe me, 
do everything for me. I will keep my money, but you do everything for me. Got a sense of entitlement. Because I'm close to the bishop, if I'm sick, the bishop should come and pray for me. It's a sense of entitlement. Your closeness with me, your closeness with me has nothing to do with me visiting you when you are sick. It has everything to do with how I become a destiny helper. Your destiny is more important than that fever you have that I didn't come to visit you. That has made you hurt. You know, one day, one day I took some people to go and see the Papa. I called all of them and prayed for every one of them. And he didn't pray for me. As I was driving, I said, ah, why usually does not pray for me? Doesn't he usually pray for me? And I was thinking, I was thinking about it. And the Lord said to me, I didn't take you to him for him to become your prayer warrior. He is not your prayer warrior. I took you to him to serve him. I was, I, I am your rewarder. I am your rewarder. You see, that's the reason why I'm a successful man. Because I know God. Of you, his own sister, where he say, I've done this for this man, and when I was in trouble, he wasn't there for me. He wasn't, I'm not supposed to be there for you when you are in trouble. That might not be why we are relating. God is your ever present help in times of trouble. The, the kind of thing that will come out of our relationship might not be my visit. It is the least that God wants to do with our relationship. <laughs> the problems. Wise people see problems as projects. Because they see every problem you solve brings you a reward. And makes you, you become a consultant on that problem. Keep that at the back of your mind. I'm a consultant on wealth creation because I've solved the poverty problem in my life. I didn't go around telling people I'm a poor person and the church does not help. The church does not help and the church is not helping. We the poor people, the church does not help us. I solved my poverty problem. And now I'm respected and valued. I could have been a poor pastor. No, no, no. Mommy, looking for help from senior pastors. Principles. You must build rules that govern your life if you want to become successful. You must build rules that govern your, your life. Prejudices. Listen. Your mindset can either make you or, or make you. Ewes are bad people. Or Ashantis are tribalistic. Or Equipims are dull people. So God brings an Equipim man into your life to marry you. And your prejudice will just keep that man out of your life. And you will miss God's will for your life. God will bring a gun man. And you have a prejudice. Your mind is joined this against guns. So you let that man pass. Or that woman pass. That is the end of your life. You have to go through another cycle. Cycle to meet that person. And the next time you meet that person. The person is better, bigger, stronger than you. And you Great. Great. There are possibilities in every environment. There are opportunities. You can decide to focus on the problems. But if you open your eyes wide, 
find opportunities in every environment. That's what wise people do. And their precedents. Whatever you want to do, somebody has done it before. Learn from that person. That's what wise people do. We learn from people who did it and did it better than us. Are you here? You understand? You're a Nigerian, you come to Ghana, you come to Bachona, you come to this church. And the white has been in this church, and I said, now he's a sub chief of Bachona. Been here in Bachona for so many years. Very well known. He, he decide, no, 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 no. Me, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask them. So that when I, when God, God blesses me, He will take the glory. I'm not going to ask them. Go around, struggle, hit your head against the walls. It is when your eyes is falling that you now go and tell him, "Can you fix my eyes for me, please? I beg you." By the time you get to him for help, you are so down. No matter the help he gives you, you will still not be helpful enough. And then policies. Every environment you find yourself in, there are rules and regulations. Your ability to submit to those rules will show whether you are wise or not. You come to just sit here, say, I won't sit here. I will sit there. Go here, I won't go here. I will be, I will be here. It is a, it's not a sign of you being a tough person. No. It's a sign that you are ignorant, you are a fool, and you don't understand that it takes policies and principles and laws and regulations for you, for us to have orderliness. Oh, the children's service are the other side. So let the children go there. Me, I won't let my children go there. They will come to the church with me. I won't let my children go there. And you bring your children to me. I won't let them go there. I bring them to the church. And you bring them. Whilst I'm preaching, they are singing. No, no, I'm telling you. You get down, they ask you to wash your hands. Me, I wash my hands before I enter. As leadership, show leadership. I wash my hands and everything before I enter. I cannot get down and tell you that I have my own sanitizer. I have gone to buy a sanitizer for the church. And I know the type of sanitizer I bought. 99% alcohol. And I know it can kill coronavirus if it's on your hand. Your, your, your sanitizer, I don't know where you bought it from. Maybe it is 15% alcohol. And rather, gurus the coronavirus. So I say, use mine, not yours. And this is difficult for you. Put on masks when you are coming. Then when you sit down, then you, you draw it down. Then when they come and tell you, put it on, then you look at them like this. The whole nation, government says, cover your nose. You alone, you say you won't cover. It's a nation for you. I mean, what kind of what kind of attitude is that? So you you see that you you see you struggle. You are indisciplined. You are disrespectful, and you bring it to church. And what amazes me is men who are rebellion and their wives follow them, or women who rebel against rules and their husbands follow them. It's, it mustn't happen. Okay, let me be concluding. Please forgive me my sins. Let me move the next one. Invention. I'll, I'll end on this one. But next week, I think the next day that we can move on. I want to show you vision, the wise man's pathway, the future. But right now, let me show you invention. Listen, many people do things, but only few people are able to get things done. Please get worried. If you realize that in your life, you have done so many things, but you have nothing to show for the things you have done. Get worried. Life celebrates inventors. They celebrate people who create things. 
not people who create problems, people who create solutions. In this church, we will celebrate you for what you create, the ideas you bring, and how you implement it, not the problems you create in this church. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Show me your contribution to this church. Every day you are something. Many people do things, but only few people are able to get things done. You cannot continue to be a dreamer all the time. At a point in your life, you must wake up from your dream and begin to work hard to make it a reality. Joseph woke up from his dream. You dear, always you have a dream. I have a dream. I have a dream. What? What, what kind of human being are you? You're always dreaming. I'm going here and I'll be here. And I'll be here. Please, since you told us that you are starting and you are going to be here, the, the journey, if you are even going around the world, you would have finished. Wake up! Wake up! Talk is cheap. Let's see some action. So let me show you how you can create things. I'm using, I'm using how God created the world in six days. And had enough time to rest. You know that when people say even God rested, those who say even God rested, and ask them, Have you finished creating? God rested when He finished creating. You haven't created anything. All the time you are resting. And I want to rest more. I want to rest more. I want to rest more. I want to sleep more. When I, I came from hospital, they said I should rest for three years. Three months. At least I've created present place church and um, a crab business school. We are not doing bad at all. I should rest the body. There are more things to create. Until this church, until we have 300 branches in Ghana alone, I'm not resting. I'm not resting. Until hmm, yeah, my big mouth. <laughs> until we have that seven story structure spanning across the length and breadth of this place with different chapels in it with different offices with different children's chapel that thing god showed me until that thing is here i'm not resting if you haven't finished creating what is you what what are you resting for but jesus said come to me i will give you rest he didn't say that the bible had never said that he said i will give rest to your soul Rest to your soul is different from rest to your body. <laughs> rest to your soul is heaven. It's weariness. Okay? But not rest to your body. Anybody who is below 40, who likes sleeping in the afternoon, you are a lazy person, you are... Even who is below 50, every afternoon, you are sleeping. Every morning, wake up, sleep, you wake up. Now your bed is even tired. When you are coming, your bed is saying, oh, please, I beg you, I beg you, I'm tired, I'm tired, eh? I, beg, I beg you. Ah. So, okay, let me show you how to create. First commencement, Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. Listen, God even gave himself a time to start in the beginning. He started from somewhere. If you don't start, you never do anything. You see how people, people just say, 
we don't know how this thing came here. Tell Elder, as Elder Dikando Judah, they had him, a few guys here. 2 a.m., you come and see me. I've just been discharged from hospital. I came the day I was coming from hospital with oxygen um, machine in my car. I still beg Bobby, please let me pass here. Put down from the car, walking like Come and see me. By the second day, I said, if you don't let me go there, I'll die. Okay, honey. Brought me here. Come stand here. Look at here. In three, in, in three months, we have less than that. We are broken down buildings and this thing. Whatever God has laid on your heart, that if you are afraid to start, that is the end of your life. You can never create something you have not started. Number two, clarity. Genesis 1 verse 3. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. You have to understand what you are doing. Seek knowledge. Seek consultation. Talk to advisors. Talk to people who can advise you. People who have done it before. Let them help you. Three, command. Command. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Command if this thing is prayer. Learn how to pray. I'm showing you how God created the world in seven days and six days. I had enough time to rest. Command. Let there be this. Let there be that. Let there be this. You must learn to pray. And then conviction. Genesis 4, 1. Number 4, conviction. And God saw that the light was good and he separated it. God saw that what I'm doing is good. That the conviction. I am comfortable with what I'm doing. And it is good. It is quality. It is quality. It is good. Listen, if you follow these things I'm teaching you, even if you take this one alone, that you want to create something, follow this. But he confirms his word for signs and wonders following. They call him, give what you are doing a name. Genesis 1 verse 5, and God, and God called the light day. The way I came here, I called here Christ Square. A day. It sounds nice. As time goes on, we start calling this place CS. Christ Square. CS. Oh, because I was CS. Christ Square. Oh, people love to hear nice names. You can't say choose, choose between a university, two universities, but an international university. And Washington International University. Why would you do in Washington now? Because Washington is more global than Bachelor. Give what you are doing a name. Because there is something in a name. There is something in a name. When I created board was fighting me to change the name of Gary School of Governance and Leader. They were doing something. I called my staff. I said, Accra is already branded. Accra is a powerful name. All the world, people respect Accra as a city. So let's take an already branded name. And Ghana, what sells in most schools is business programs. Even though we do governance and leadership, let's do business now. At Accra Business School. I was going to register it. But there are professors outside, Ghanaian professors, who have called me to say, we can't believe that no university in Ghana named its business school Accra Business School. 
Where was it? Why was he waiting for you? When I went there, he said, oh, somebody has taken it already. I said, God will not give me a name somebody has taken. Please check for me. When they checked, there was something called Accra Business College. Hey, that business called business college. That's the same. They won't give you. I came back home, looked for Accra Business College on social media. I didn't get it. I went back the next day. I said, What does not exist on social media? That does not exist. He said, What are you talking about? I said, Check your destiny and see if the name exists in your destiny. They went into their system, wasn't there. But I said, Oh, those that were registered old are on files. I said, Look for the file and let's see. They went to look for the file. The thing was registered in 1965. Three years before I was born. And the 1980, they wrote to say that they no longer exist. So they should cancel their name. It was in the file. You know what the guy said to me? The guy said, many people have come here for Accra Business School. They have said to them, no, because there's Accra Business College. None of them pushed like you pushed. I said, because God gave me that name. God, God gave me that name. Pray, you cannot create something you don't today. Give it names. When you give birth to children, give them good names. As you are calling them, Nyamiche, God's gift. So as you are calling them, those things you are calling them, it is manifesting in their lives. Now, Fred, and then consistency. Listen, God kept doing what he was doing. Every day, what he saw was good. Then he would create another one. What he saw was good. Then he would create another one. Consistency, if you want to create. And then counterpart, Genesis 1 26. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image. You can never produce something that is different from you. If your business is not working, you yourself, you are not working. You can never produce sometimes. Do, do, do you know sometimes I wonder why will people decide to open discotheque? Like you, the business you want to do is to set up a prostitution center for people to come and drink and booze and do all manner of things. You, that's the business you want. It is your nature. It is, you, you create who you are. Your business is a creation of who you are. This is the way I'm standing here talking and teaching you. Why won't I create a school? You get it? It is who you are. You are a product of what you create. What you create is a reflection of you. God said, let us make man in our image. Your business is your image. What you do is your image. So don't go creating things that does not take your personality. Don't go doing what others are doing. Do something that reflects who you are, how you are, and do it. If you are an excellent person, you do everything excellent. If you are not, you are not. So if, if people are telling you that this thing you are doing is wrong, do it well, you get angry. Because you are not an excellent person. If you are an excellent person, everything you do is excellent. If you are not, if you are chaotic, your business will be chaotic. If you are, if you are basa basa, your everything will be basa basa. The way you handle money is a reflection of who you are. The way you raise people is a reflection of who you are. Please, so far I have taught you six steps to the top. 
I've taken a bit of your life, of, of your time, but I've given you a lifetime of ideas that you can use to change your life. Don't just take the letter, take the spirit. Go back home, pray on these things that I have taught you. Come on this altar and ask for the wisdom you are giving my senior pastor, Lord, let it fall on me. Next week, I'll close so I can anoint you. God bless you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me.